This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's Playground. But first... If you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Jonesy joins the show. It's Jeremy Anderson, a.k.a. Jones of Jones's Guide Service, talking park rabbits area fishing, and, of course, a fast five. It's all coming up. I got my fishing pool keys, tackle box in my hand. Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand. Pulling in the big catch makes me feel like a man. But the wife, she just don't understand. I love wildlife, perch, trout, and bass. And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my mercury right in the bag. Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me. Cause I'm fishing for Bunyan Country. When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. This is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hey, we're checking in with Jeremy Anderson of Jones Guide Service in the Park Rapids area. And Jeremy, thanks for joining us on the show. It's been too long. It's been a long time, Jeff, but I'm glad to be here on the show with you. I still listen all the time and get great tips and kind of hear what's going on in other fishing areas outside of the Park Rapids area. Well, listen, uh, the, the question I always start with, because we're always getting new people joining in, is that people want to know how Jeremy Anderson is running a, a guide service called Jones's Guide Service. It's very confusing. It's confusing. <laughs> yeah, my name's Jeremy, but everybody I know my whole life since I can remember, my nickname has been Jones. A lot of my friends call me Jonesy. I mean, it's just, it's just the way it is. I think I've said before on the show in the years past growing up, you know, playing high school sports in Nevis. I mean, they'd even print in the newspaper like Jones Anderson or Jones did this, or you know. So it's it's just it was pretty obvious when I started guiding eighteen or nineteen years ago to just stick with my nickname because that's what everybody knows me by. So, and you're you're a teacher now too, right? I'm a teacher. I've taught in Park Rapids for fifteen years, eighteen overall, and then I've been guiding. Since that, I took a one year off in between um, moving back up to the area. Um, so I've been guiding for 18 years that whole time I've been teaching. So, and I've coached here and there. I actually coached for the first time seventh grade base, seventh and eighth grade baseball this spring for the first time in 10 years. Oh. I kind of quit coaching when I started having kids, but um, jumped back into it. it. It made life a little chaos, but it was <laughs> good to get back around the game of baseball again. Well. So, so do they call you Mr. Jones or Mr. Anderson no. in school? <laughs> Mr. 
Anderson or Mr. A is actually what most kids call me, Mr. Okay. A. <laughs> I know a lot of people go by Mr. A. There's different last names. It's just it's just the way it goes. Yeah. Well, listen, um, I would think that your area, Park Rapids, Nevis, is probably just a couple of years away from maybe looking at this uh, high school fishing thing. I, I would think you'd have a few potentials. Yeah, we. I've talked with numerous people about it. We've got, you know, we got the Park Rapids Bass Club. We've actually got a couple bass clubs. Uh, one meets Tuesday night, one meets Thursday night sometimes. Well, just this last Saturday, we had the Park Rapids Tuesday Night Bass Club. They call it the Bass Classic. It's been running for, I'd say, at least 15 years, one Saturday a summer. It, it kind of rotates, la- rotates lakes. And this year it was on Long Lake for the first time. Um, and uh, so, you, you know, we it seems like we don't have a lot of young teams just by looking at this past tournament. And I think, you know, getting a fishing team going, I know there's interest at just getting a fishing team going. I've, I've talked with other people about it. Um, I don't know, activities are making kids' lives so busy. Um, you know, being a coach and knowing a lot of other coaches, if you throw fishing into the mix, we don't want kids to not play another sport because fishing you know, mm-hmm. kind of coincides with it. We don't want them to have to choose one or the other. So I don't, I've looked into it a little bit. I don't know a lot about the timing and schedules of, you know, the if we get a bass club, you know, the bass team going. But, yeah, we definitely have good bass fishing, a lot of lakes around here, and I, I'm sure there would be interest. We could even get, you know, some of the, all the schools around Park Rapids, Monaga, Nevis, you know, Laporte, whatever, um, maybe interested in something like that. Well, how has the fishing been up your or down your way? Um, you know, we we had a late start here, and everybody had a late start, and and we're seeing a you know not a real hot summer. So that walleye bite has kind of gone a little longer than a lot of people anticipated. How about there? It, it sounds about the same, just like what you're talking here. That you know that shallow water walleye bite lasted longer than it usually would with the cooler water temperatures. Uh, we've had a lot of wind, which, you know, everybody talks about a walleye chop. That helped, I think, in some cases, although some days it got so windy that people <laughs> almost got blown off the lake. But, um, we, you know, it's, it's different because we have a lot of deep, clear lakes, and this is usually the time those lakes would actually, some of them start to turn on when some of the medium to smaller, you know, decent walleye lakes would actually start to shut off. And so that those lakes have actually started, you know, started to turn on with this kind of hot, muggy weather we've had the last few days. We had a couple of the lakes were going really well this last week, and that's about actually normal for what kind of happens. You know, around the Fourth of July, some of the other lakes slow down a little bit, and those deep, clear lakes uh, pick up pick up the slack. And then we know that those are the lakes we focus on, at least in this area have a chance at numbers or even you know a lot of big fish in those lakes and uh so that seems normal it's just you know what what we're seeing is like this this past saturday with the bass club tournament it it was the lowest weight ever to win one of the bass club tournaments and Mm. there were i mean you could tell it was everybody was getting tons of males catching lots and lots of bass which long lake is known for you know, more smaller to medium size, pound and a half, lots of pound and a half to two and a half pound fish. But 
I mean, you got a lot of some of the best bass anglers around here all fishing it when they're bringing in five bass at 10 pounds, 10, 11 pounds, most of the boats. It, uh, it made for a, a slower day overall, but a few teams found some decent fish and, um, you know, got some okay weights. It still was way down from what it usually would be. So I think we're just seeing, you know, the bass spawn late, post-spawn, uh, bass fishing right now in a lot of the lakes some of the smaller lakes you get some bigger females but uh it's just been interesting that way and we've been cleaning panfish with eggs in them still mm. so i don't know what's going to happen with okay. you know not on every lake but some of the lakes you know crappies bluegills have you know the females still have eggs so hopefully we didn't lose a whole year class of spawning i'm, right. I'm assuming hopefully some fish spawn but you know seeing stuff like that and i've seen it before but just not that much in my career <laughs> living around here my whole life got a lot more to cover with jonesy of jones guide service in the park rapids area we'll continue the conversation next i'm jason durham of go fish guide service i'm proud of the efforts my fellow guides and i make to help kev jackson sound like he has a clue this is fish and paul bunyan country if you're fascinated by what you're hearing today Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University it's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. Hi, my name is Sam, and I love fishing. That's why my friend Dick Beardsley and I are fishing the third annual Lucan Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament. We won the Krause Anderson Legacy Award last year, and I won a lifetime Minnesota fishing license. This is the coolest tournament because you can fish any lake in Beltrami, Hubbard, or Clearwater County, including the super secret lake that we fish on. Choose the walleye or bass division. First place is $3,000. For details, listen to this excellent announcer. Oh, man, do I have to say that? Yes, yes, you do. Tournament runs 6 a.m. Saturday, July 23rd through noon Sunday the 24th. Details at uwfishingbemidji.com and get registered on the Fish Donkey app. $200 per two-person team, $3,000 first prize is guaranteed, plus win $500 for the Northwoods Bait Big Walleye or $500 for the Kagan Cork Big Bass. And, of course, the Krause Anderson Legacy Award for the top generational team. The Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament, also sponsored by Northwoods Lumber, Coca-Cola, and Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Anything else, Sam? Bring it on. Ooh. I'm Kevin Cochran, and you're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Jeremy Jonesy Anderson of Jones Guide Service, my guest today. We're talking Park Rapids area fishing and Jonesy. So if we're going out for the walleyes, what should we be doing right now? Uh, around here, what's really worked for, you know, like we got with the guides around here, we kind of talk a lot. Like you have Jason Durham on a ton. Jason's mm-hmm. one of my very best friends, and we talk almost every day. And, you know, we, we talk about what's going on. And, you know, Lindy Riggs have always worked as a, pretty much a standby uh, uh, on our lakes, a lot of the people have gone away from jigs. I, I, I guarantee you can still catch fish on jig, but jig and a minnow has kind of gone away. Um, everywhere you've heard about the bobber fishing becoming a bigger, um, and it's it's always been around, but even some of the main top fishermen that used to look at bobber fishing as if it was something for panfish are starting to do it a lot more. And I think it's 
partly because of electronics, partly because of new trolling motors that have spot lock, so you can sit on top of fish or sit where you can cast those bobbers and put the bait right in front of their nose. And then partly because, you know, we notice that, you know, fish spook even more than we ever thought in the clear water. And, you know, now you can kind of stay away from the fish, see where they are a ways away with your side imaging or whatever you have, and then put those bobbers out on top of them. Some of the deeper clear lakes, though, we've actually uh, pretty much a standard technique with a a lot of people and a lot of the guides around here is we see fish in 30 feet of water and we'll drop bobbers right over the side of the boat and, and with your trolling motor on spot lock. And that's, for clients, that's very easy to know. Like a lot of people that we take fishing, the hardest part for them is to actually feel that bite and know what's the difference between a bite and the bottom or, you know, something like that, whereas that bobber, we, we watch it go down and then we know that something has it kind of eliminates that guessing game for the the people we're taking fishing but i mean that can work for anyone of course anywhere at any time it just seems like it's making a bigger comeback for walleyes than i ever remember i agree i've heard more talk about uh, bobbers and walleyes than i've ever heard in my life i i just figured it was the big east coast bobber syndicates you know trying to control the market (laughs) there you go it could be part of that but i i think it's a combination of electronics, being able to see where fish are, putting a bait in their nose, and then, you know, having spot lock. I finally got spot lock. I got an Ultrax trolling motor. It took me a few years. I ordered one a few years ago and actually still haven't gotten that one in, but I luckily have a a friend with a connection, and they hooked me up, and it's actually changed the way I guide and fish quite a bit. Um, That's actually this, this Long Lake Bass Classic, my brother and I happened to win it this last Saturday, and oh. it's mostly because of spot lock. We could spot lock outside of these deep, deeper weed beds we wanted to fish. And, I mean, we just kept catching bass, and finally, after catching so many of those two-pounders, we actually got a couple that were pretty decent. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it took a long time. We knew they were somewhere in those weeds that just trying to get them to come out and actually bite the bait and you know trying many different um many different presentations to get those things to bite so we're not we're not really into the summer bite yet as far as bass goes no that at least not around here from what i'm seeing even on some of the smaller lakes um and with that look look at the fish that were entered in that in our bass tournament saturday i mean our, our two biggest fish one was a smallmouth. Long Lake doesn't have a lot of smallmouth, but the ones that, that the few it has are big. And we had one about three pounds. It should have weighed probably three and a half to three and three quarters. I mean, it's it's not far after the spawn. And then the largemouth we had should have weighed at least an extra half pound. It had mm. no belly at all, which makes me feel like they're they're they, the females haven't even started feeding up yet. Um, so yeah, the bass fishing is a little behind. But the, the only thing that I think about what that is on these late springs. Like you said, the walleyes have already pushed way into summer. The bass fishing is just, the, the best is still ahead of us as far as bass fishing and pan fishing in my mind. So we've made it this far with a decent walleye bite continuing. Um, next thing you know, it'll be toward the end of August and an early fall bite will start. And we, maybe we won't have too much of a dog days of summer. Yeah. <laughs> That's the hope, right? Right, right. <laughs> 
You know, speaking we'll have of the, to see what happens. The, speaking of the dog days of summer, you know that is not quite as uh, as bad as it used to be, and I think a lot of that is just due to we're smarter now, we have better equipment now, we've learned a lot more about walleyes now, and and yeah, it slows down. But you're not looking at weeks of you know nothing. I used to when I was started doing this show. I mean, it was it was really tough from about mid July until September. There, people weren't talking about anything. But there's always somebody who's finding walleyes any time of the year now. Yeah, I I totally agree. When I was a kid, I mean, it's almost like we just quit fishing walleyes, or you know, you'd hear about the people going out. We'd always go out try to catch some right at dusk or something like that. But I think you know, with all that technology and then. Just more know-how, you know, like the jigging wrap has changed that. You know, you can see those fish. Now we can get them to bite or snap jigging plastics or, um, I know a lot of people know this, get out deeper. You can find the fish, you know, so much deep water in these lakes. How can you target where fish are if they're not, you know, they're out in the abyss, as some people say. Well, now you can find them, and now people, you know, have gotten smarter with lindy rigs and creek chubs and red tails minnows you know a bigger Mm -hmm. minnow like that putting it right in front of their nose next thing you know they're pulling decent fish like you said in the dog days when we used to you know not be able to really get on a bite but um yeah the the jigging wrap has changed a lot of that or those style of lures uh to be able to catch those fish pulling spinners has always worked to get those reaction bites when it seems like nothing else will and i guess my whole life in the dog days when I would start fishing bass, I used to catch and still do catch a lot of walleyes on plastics like jig worm, you know, four inch jig worm, you know, just a jig head with a plastic worm on the end of it, jig it into the weed and, you know, looking for bass and we'd catch walleyes. And actually there were quite a few walleyes caught this last weekend by bass anglers. So that shows you, you know, some of us were fishing a little deeper to catch those walleyes, but also that those walleyes are still hanging around some of the shallower wheat beds, um, you know, kind of putting two things there yeah. together. But Well, there's there's certainly a lot of people who have decided they're just going to fish the weeds all year long because there's a ton of different kind of fish in there, and you'll keep catching walleyes, and then you'll catch bass, and you'll catch northerns, and you'll catch whatever if you if you hang around the weeds. I totally agree, and I'm one of those that, I would rather go find those, especially walleyes. I got a couple walleye trips coming up this week. I want to find those shallower walleyes because they're up for a reason. In my mind, they're up there to feed. Yes. You know, if they're out deeper, they're out kind of, not that they won't bite, but I feel like if you can find where those weed walleyes are, they're they're active and they're willing to bite. And the other fun thing, I mean, guiding half the time, especially in the Park Rabbits area, you just need bites. I mean, I, most of the trips I take, the people just want to catch fish. They want a bend in their rod. So we're looking at those weed beds. Yeah, we'll get a few walleyes. Some days we'll get a good number of walleyes, but we'll also catch, you know, bass, northerns, and then now starting we'll start to see some nice panfish mixed in with all of it. And um, if they're looking for a meal, I mean, we got a kind of a smorgasbord of of fish and everybody loves that sometimes i put them if i clean a bunch of fish i'll put them in different bags and then they can tell me if i take them the next year a few days later again like i am this week which ones they like best and um, sometimes they change their mind of what they want to fish for (laughs) based on how they taste 
Well, you know, the other thing that uh, that concerns me a little bit about uh, the deep water walleye is it basically eliminates catch and release because if you're pulling something up from 30 or 40 feet deep, um, that's it's it's pretty tough for them to survive when you put them back in the water. You no, know, you're exactly right. And I, the only time I really fish deeper than, you know, that deep you're talking is in, in the fall. And then, like you said, I'm looking, catch a few that I'm going to keep and then, I'll probably leave those fish and try to go find something else. I don't want to kill a whole bunch, especially in the fall, it's bigger fish. But this time of year, yeah, there's. I would tell people, keep moving around, keep fishing those shallow weed beds, because once you find them, they are super aggressive usually. They are willing to bite. It just it might take a little more time, because a lot of times, even with the best electronics, you're not seeing those fish. They're actually stuck inside the weeds down in the weed beds but they'll come out if a bait is close but they are super aggressive and then just what you're talking you don't have that problem with maybe killing fish that you're not going to keep or you know that sort of thing or killing a 24 25 inch walleye that you weren't planning on keeping and you know so that's a good thing about that We'll find out about the world of guiding from Jonesy next and he will indeed have to face the fast five it's all coming up. Hey, I'm Jason Rylander, the Jason that can grow a beard like a grown-up. And this is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. This is Mandy Yurk, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Jeremy Anderson of Jones's Guide Service, my guest today, and let's talk a little guiding. You're a... Uh guiding are you guiding people out of state in state what's what's the ratio there well if i look at the last few weeks i've had people from two different groups from california i have a lot of people from like nebraska omaha area especially omaha um but there's a lot of in-state it's it's kind of a mix and then honestly a lot of the people that we take out fishing for example pull up to the resort last week the Part of the family was from Kentucky, but there were 30 people in this family at a resort. And so what we end up doing is I pull to the dock, I take four out, we fish for a couple hours, go back in, get another, switch out, get another three or four, go back in, do that a few times, and then that's our day. So then, a, you know, quite a few, anybody who wants to fish in that, you know, 30-person family kind of a reunion thing at the resort, you know, we, we try to fit in as much time as we can just switching out people throughout the day. And usually, um, you know, one person or two or a couple kids jump in for a little bit. You know, it makes it kind of fun. It kind of splits up the day for me and those people. A lot of people can't stay in the boat more than, you know, a couple hours. You know, they only fish that one time a year. But that happens quite a bit where we, we have parts of families going out and switching off in between or adding people halfway through or something like that. But, yeah, they're from all over. A lot from the Twin Cities, Argo, but quite a few, you know, it's more the Midwest. Like I said, I have a, a number around the 4th of July that happened to be from California and L.A. area and 
they just have in-laws or family here. How many of them are uh, are anglers who just need some guidance for an area they're not familiar with, and or maybe a type of fish they're not familiar with? And how many of them are the like like you mentioned before? You know, that one time a year, that's it. That's the only time they fish. Probably about half and half. Okay. Uh, the, the one the one group I'm thinking of right away from Los Angeles, they fish in the ocean a lot. They have their own boat, but, you know, when they come here, it's for one week a year, and they're staying at their in-laws, and they just love to fish, but, you know, they don't have all the equipment. They they want to try a couple different lakes. You know, we they like to go to Man Trap one of the days, and we do kind of a pike bass musky combination. <laughs> um, I mean, Man Trap's a great musky lake. It's a fantastic pike, pike lake. I mean, it's one of the best in the area for both those species, and it's got some pretty good bass, and they... We can fish muskies. We fish for about a half hour to an hour, and then they get tired, and then they want to go fish bass. <laughs> and then we kind of catch pike in between, and they think that's great. And we do that every year. And then the other trip, um, they just usually like to go for walleyes and bass. So, I mean, it makes it a little, you know, trying to catch a muskie is hard when you only fish for an hour, maybe two. Um, right. But we we try. We usually maybe get a follow and or, or so, and... That's about what happened this year. We didn't, you know, put in that much time. But it, it makes it a little harder on the guides to have stuff ready for three different species and, <laughs> and lots of tackle in the boat. And I, you know, but I'm, I've done it long enough now that I'm used to get, I knew what was going to happen. So I was ready for anything with that group. Sure. And I mean, you know, really, I mean, the other thing, Kev, is I haven't taken any new clients this year. Oh. Every year it's basically the same groups. I mean, I'm busy enough with three kids and, you know, doing all that stuff. So I I stay busy enough doing two to three trips a week, and that's about all I can take for the most part. You got to cut back a little bit, but it's still doing enough to, <laughs> you know, be be on the water a lot. Right. And, you, and you've got them all trained now. Yeah, I got them all trained. <laughs> got them all trained. They know exactly what we're doing. No, not quite. They always need reminders. They, you know, they're still sure. learning, but... They, they have gotten a lot better. There's no doubt about that. Especially some of the kids, if they've gotten older, have become pretty good, you know, fisher people. Yeah. So how has the muskie bite been on in the Park Rapids area this year? Um, as far as I know, in man trap, and I'm sure there's, you know, somebody has been getting some fish, but it's been pretty slow from what I know. Uh, some of the muskie people have been branching out to other lakes for a while, but Man trap's going to go here soon. There's too many fish and too many big fish in that lake. You know, it, mm -hmm. it, I think what happened, a lot of people have been talking about it. You know, the water was so cold, and all of a sudden we had those 90-degree days in June, and then we've had some muggy days since. I, I, I don't know if the water just warmed up too fast uh, for some of these lakes or some of the species, but um, some of the lakes have really been dead ever since then. Oh, um, okay. And then, some, like I told you, some of the deeper clear lakes actually have turned on, and those are the lakes we've been going to to get fish more. But the, as far as I know, the muskies, right are, like you're looking at the main lake in Park Rapids, is Man Trap, Elk Lake, you know, in Itasca Park, you could consider it a Park Rapids area lake, I suppose. Um, but those are the two main ones, and Elk's been better than Man Trap so far, but Man Trap's going to snap here pretty quick. The conditions are going to get yeah. get right where... You, you want them um so i'm sure that'll happen soon well it has been 
you know, it's we had uh, what the two uh, the two days that were about ninety. Other than that, it's been pretty cool until like the last week. Right. Yep. Exactly. Last week it was more calm, muggy, muggy every day, and that you know east winds every day. That it kind of seemed like, as far as talking to the guys, one or two lakes were going, and everybody else was basically struggling almost every day. Yeah. And when I went out, we you know besides bass we kind of struggled a little bit um, with all the other species. But we luckily, I only had to catch bass <laughs> basically <laughs> every day. So um, that was that made my trips a lot easier. We did get some nice walleyes the one day, all on split bobbers. They wouldn't touch anything else. Um, so that was that was pretty good. We got some, some 225-inchers and let those go. And um, so that, you know, that finesse bite was the only way we could get them that day. Okay. Well, listen, this is the first time we've had you on since we have created the Fast Five. No, I've heard the Fast Five. Uh, it's it's your time. Sounds great. You ready to go? <laughs> I'm ready to go. Fast Five. <laughs> Who's with me? <laughs> All right, here comes question number one. What is your favorite fish to catch? Smallmouth bass, without a doubt. I figured that. Love to fish for it. <laughs> well, then, what is your favorite fish to eat? It's kind of a tough one. I I like to eat them all, but at the end of the day, walleye is probably still my favorite. It's hard to argue with that. It really is. Yep. Yeah. It is. All right, we're going back to the memory banks. What was the first fish you ever caught, and how old were you? I'm sure I was pretty young. I grew up on a small lake, right in Eva's Deer Lake, as part of the man trap chain. And I'm pretty sure it had to be a bluegill probably off our dock. Okay. And I, 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 if I, I think I remember seeing some pictures of the old, I mean, it had to be two or three years old with a snoopy pole or something like that. That is a pretty standard answer. Most yeah, I, I would say so. <laughs> The only guy I know who remembers ex- exactly the fish and how old he was is Dwayne Peterson. Oh, really? And, and That's pretty it, good. Yeah, and but he did get started a little later, considering that he's a okay. Hall of Fame angler. It's kind of a surprise. Right. Yeah, he, he, his first, he was like eight or nine, I believe it was, he told me. And okay. he remembers it distinctly. All right. Well, he got hooked ever since then. Oh, oh yes, in a big way. In a big way. <laughs> All right, question number three. What was your favorite subject in school? My head. <laughs> is that what yes, you that, teach? Yes, that is a subject. <laughs> no, I teach I teach fifth grade, but I actually did start at Bemidji State to be a phi ed teacher. Oh, okay. I took a lot of phi ed classes. I don't know why I switched. All right. <laughs> well, fifth grade, there's a lot of running, I'm sure. So There's a lot of running, <laughs> yeah. They suck your energy just like all the kids. Well, Travis Peterson, that was his favorite subject, too, which I thought, Good. you know, it's another teacher. All these teachers, they all, yeah. like, Fayed was their favorite subject. Huh? That's I don't right. Know. I don't know. All like right. be active and outside. <laughs> yeah. Finally, question number five, what is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, my goodness. If I had to pick one, mm-hmm. that's really tough. I know. I mean, I love the Star Wars. I like the Lord of the Rings series. But I probably, if I had to pick one movie, would have to say Spaceballs. (laughs) (laughs) 
The first time I met, one of my first dates with my wife, she said her favorite movie was Spaceballs, and I looked at her and said, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and, and it's one of my favorites, too. And you knew? I could watch it over and over and still laugh at all the dumb humor that's in that movie. Yeah. So your, your line was, you had me at Spaceballs. So yeah, you had me at Spaceballs. You got it. <laughs> Well, listen, Jerry. Still a classic. <laughs> if people want to talk space balls in the boat with you and catch fish, how can they line something up? Oh, I'd love to do that. My number is 218-252-0957. And honestly, that's the main way to get a hold of me now, text or call. Um, yeah, got okay. some, some time the rest of the summer, but fills up quickly. You can call him Jeremy, you can call him Mr. A, you can call him Jonesy. It's uh, Jeremy Got Anderson it. of Jones Guide Service. Great having you back on the show, Jeremy. Thanks for taking the time today. Thank you, Kevin. It's a pleasure. Later on in the week, we'll be talking about the Lucas Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament. We've got some great guests lined up throughout the week as well. And, of course, a Lake of the Week, too. You will want to be here every day this week. Heck, you, you want to be here every day of this show, right? Right? That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for being here. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast. Sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101 FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and Kick FM in Alexandria. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today.